from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Okay, we are back with Coffee with a Sign Painter, and today I will be uh, chatting with Colt Bowden, Colt Bowden, I don't know, I'll find out from him how to pronounce that, I've heard it both ways. Um, Colt is an interesting character, he's got uh, his fingers in a lot of different uh, pies, he's, uh, I believe he started out um, doing letterpress uh, and illustrations, and then got into sign painting, he's been very... Uh, active advocate for the trade of sign painting. He's created these cool little um, indie zines uh, with information from sign painters on everything from uh, brush strokes to all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so very interesting guy, very active guy, and um, I've never really uh, talked to him uh, except through social media and a few emails, so uh, it'll be interesting to get to know him a little better. Uh, and um, here we go. Let's talk to Colt. So how are you? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. I, I realized today that um, we've never spoken. I know. It's only been through email, correspondence, etc. huh? Yeah. So you are now up in the great Northwest? Yes. So are you in Oregon or are you in Washington? Were you just in Washington visiting people? Yeah, it's just uh, visiting father-in-law up in Washington, and now we're back home in Oregon. Okay. We're between Portland and Salem. Okay. And, and we're, we're joined here with this little guy. Hey, what's your name? This is Fox. Hey, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who's that weirdo? Okay, so... Um, were were you uh, where did you go just now when you went up to Washington? My father-in-law owns a car dealership, and he just had a grand opening for it. It's a big Ford dealership, so oh, okay. up at Marysville Ford. Okay, um, so. I just uh, did an interview with John Lennig, and he's okay. he's at the Puyallup Fairgrounds for that good guy's car show. I didn't know if you were heading up to see him. I, I did. I saw him in passing. We stopped and did a trade-off of artwork he had had and some art shows that I had okay, on cool. hand. So I handed that back to him and gave him a handshake. Really? Give him a handshake. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to move this over to the couch. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you have a revolt on your hands. <laughs> is it, he's not getting cereal and mom is. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah, saw John. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people I've met in this trade. <laughs> Good enthusiasm, especially for how long he's been doing it. Yeah, it's almost shocking. Yep. Yeah. So, um, it, I, I think it's kind of good that we've never spoken, you know, by phone or in person or anything, because uh, I can just ask you what you're all about. Because, um, I mean, I kind of know little snippets from social media and from some of the shows you've put together and stuff. But, um, okay, so let, first of all, 
Is it Bowden or Bowden? It's Bowden. Bowden, like bow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I had that mixed up. Um, and uh, so you, why don't you tell me how you got into sign painting? Because from what I understood, like when you were starting to become visible on the scene, um, you your background is like as an illustrator and letterpress guy. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing, uh, I've always been an artist, like painted and draw, drawn things. Mm-hmm. And by default, people asked me to paint signs growing up. Like in high school, I had to do it for a shop I was skating for and had to paint on the hood of a friend's truck. And, and so it just kind of went on. So for the last probably 18 years, I've been doing on and off sign painting by default for people I've worked for or been around or been with. And then I got a, when I was in college, I was studying illustration and my friend wanted me to paint his cafe and he had a terrible logo. So I said, okay, I'm going to redesign your logo. And I ended up rebranding and just kind of helping him get the whole thing started and did all his signage. And then when he opened the second one, I realized, oh, there's actually paints that are for sign painting. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, I started looking around, and uh, about that time I was apprenticing for a letterpress guy that was teaching at the school that I was going to, and he used old phone books to take off the ink off of his, uh, his rollers, and, or off of his palette, I should say. And I, I looked through one, and I found an old hand-lettering sign painter in Price, Utah, which is about two hours south of where I was going to school in middle of nowhere, just a little coal mining town. And I went, I called him up and the guy had been retired for two years. It was his home phone number. He just did it on weekends. And I went down and talked to him and he showed me just the basics of, you know, brush stroke, like one stroke Gothic lettering. Okay. And from there he sold me his electro pounds and I just kept on like learning more and more things. And then soon after that, uh, I went, and I met Ken Davis and Josh Luke out in San Francisco. I went to one of their art shows for New Bohemia. Okay. I think it was their second one. So from there, it kind of snowballed to be a bigger thing. And uh, I don't know, I just kept getting more and more work by default. And when I, when I had done that first cafe, I wanted to look at some old, old references, so I... I Searched the internet for some sign painting books, and the first book I found was E.C. Matthews Sign Painting Course. Mm-hmm. And so from there, it just kind of struck this like. Then you got hooked. Just love, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a similar path many people have taken. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So, how, in your day-to-day workings now, um, is it predominantly sign painting, or is it a combo of that and illustration and design, or what are you doing? Um, I'd say it's about 90% sign painting with the other 10% being filled in with letterpress work, illustration, graphic design, you know, small branding jobs for people or doing a, like a hand lettering job, not, not necessarily a sign painting job, but something that they would put in a magazine or a logo or this or that. Okay, cool. So, um, you, you've put together some of the gallery shows for sign painters. Uh, the most recent one was the Marcus Gallery. 
in Southern California. Um, so I, I, I interviewed Meredith Kasabian about Pre-Vinylite Society and some of the background with that. So what's your involvement with, with that? When I went to San Francisco and I met Josh Luke and Ken Davis, they that was like the first time I had heard of it, and it was kind of the, it's probably about the same time Josh had come up with the idea of the Pre-Vinylite Society. And so from there, I just said, hey, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> and he started his little blog and I was the first one to comment and we, you know, he had done, they had done that art show and they were both kind of in the process of parting ways with New Bohemia and doing their own thing. And so from there we just started culminating ideas of art shows, events, I don't know, different things that we could do to, to bring back, bring back the trade in a artistic way. Okay. You know, and, and feature it and help get it noticed and get it out there. Okay, that's cool. So I get teased a lot because um, it seems like I move every couple of years. But I've noticed that you, you're about as transient as I am. So uh, uh, how does that affect your business when you move? It, you know, it's funny because I, I was in Salt Lake City going to school. And that's where I grew up. And we were there for three years while I was finishing school after we got married. And so that's where I was, I was starting to get my work base. And then we moved to California because my wife was going to finish up her schooling down there. And I kept on getting calls to go back to Salt Lake City. So I was doing the loop. And we'd go and see family because that's where my family's from. Yeah, my wife's family's all up there, too. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, now being just moving from Los Angeles, I just have to refer people. I'm not able to travel down as easy down there as I was from like LA to Salt Lake because it's a shorter drive. Yeah. Yeah. We still get calls, um, for Southern California and LA. Um, but that, uh, um, James Thomas has really picked up the slack for me with that because I can just hook him up with them and let him run with it. So yeah, I mean, it's been good because I have family up here. My wife's whole family is from up here in the Northwest, and my family's in Salt Lake, so it's just easy to go. I have an easel set up in Salt Lake at my my parents' garage, and so when I go there, I, I'm all ready to work. I don't have to start from square one. Okay, well, that's cool. So it'll, I guess it'll kind of be the same. I've got friends down in Southern California if I need to go do a job. I just have to invite them to work on it with me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the tax you pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I, I think it, it's such a different environment now because of, you know, the internet and everything that I haven't found any big issues with relocating, you know, oh, yeah. we still have a, a handful of people that we've worked with for years and years now. Um, they, they kind of follow along wherever we go and um, and when you pop into somewhere new then there's new things to do there and oh yeah yeah so are you in a really small town uh, population's about 30,000 so it's the biggest town between Portland and the coast okay but it's it's still a pretty small town yeah it's about the same size of the town we're in here yeah yeah it's so. nice I like the change of pace yeah <laughs> So, so what's on the horizon for you? Are, are you going to try and set up a, like, formal studio there? Are you just, like, doing your thing and not worried about that? Or what are you doing? Um, well, we, 
we are able to, we're renting a, a house with a two car garage that was already set up to be a studio. Okay. It's got good lighting, you know, plenty of space in there. And then I've partnered up with my friend who, uh, who's sign paints up here and we're kind of partnering up with as like a team of sign painters. So he's up here and he's already got a, give him a plug. What's his name? Yeah. Mitch Horning. Mitch Horning. Okay. Yep. And he's a great, great upstart of a sign painter. Does everything analog. Doesn't even have a computer. Okay. <laughs> so he's he's got a hand lettering foundation. He the place he lives at is on this property, and the lady there has taught calligraphy for probably forty years, and so she helped him in his start with hand lettering. And then when I met him a couple years ago, he he got into sign painting, and it just came natural because he was already doing hand drafted lettering for a lot of design things. So we're kind of, we're partnering up as a, as a duo up here because it's easy and we both got Ford F-150 trucks, 1963 (laughs) trucks. So that's kind of fun. It's like a gang of sign painters. Yeah. We're a little gang out here. (laughs) Oh, so, okay. I saw the, uh, the lettering on the truck. It was an older truck and it said like sign shop or sign painter or something that you had posted. That was his truck? MNC sign painting. That's my truck. Oh, okay. Awesome yep. truck. Yeah, it's a fun one. I, I'm a I'm a truck fan. So <laughs> trucks and motorcycles. I guess I'm still a kid in that way. Well, you're you're a guy. Yeah, <laughs> most guys are into those things. Um. So let's see. So I I guess this would lead to the next logical uh, question, um, because you've just teamed up with him. Which is uh, what? What input or advice would you give to you know people coming into the trade now, um, since you've you know been doing this a while and have built a, a presence for yourself? I would say you know stick to the basics as long as you can and learn the basics in and out. <laughs> yeah. Learn how to draw your letters. Learn how to paint your letters. Learn how to do it without a computer and, you know, and learn how to be friendly with other sign painters and your clients. I think being a friend to everyone is, it always pays forward. It never, you know, it's never a detriment. Yeah, that's definitely uh, good advice. Um, I think that uh, when ego is extracted from the mix, especially with sign painters and other artists, um, that's a huge step in improving what you do because people are then drawn to wanting to help you and deal with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so let's talk music. <laughs> okay. Uh, my current playlist is definitely Marty Robbins, uh, gunfighter ballads. Old school. Yeah. Marty Robbins, Eddie Arnold. I grew up listening to them because my my dad and my grandpa listened to them. Okay, all growing up. Okay. And uh, you know, hence the name Colt. My dad was a a cowboy of sorts, and he was a rodeo guy. And my grandpa lived on a farm and grew up on a farm. So, uh, my let's see, guilty pleasures is probably Katy Perry. 
<laughs> that's that's a good one. See, now that's good because that's the first one that someone has admitted to that's kind of like, you know, yeah, that's a guilty pleasure. It's good. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we drive in our car and sometimes we just don't have music or CDs or an iPod to listen to. So we'll, we'll listen to like, you know, top 10 uh-huh. and, and know all the words. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Other, my other guilty pleasure is definitely like Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> my wife right now. We're just thinking of our weird music taste sometimes. That's good. It's good to be eclectic. It's a good way to live yeah. life. Yeah. My my all-time favorite band is Bell and Sebastian. Uh, They're a European band yeah, that I've been them. into for a long time. Yeah. They're, they're the one that I collect all their records and CDs. Okay. So. So you're a true fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still haven't seen them in person, though, so I guess I'm not 100% <laughs> as of yet. They don't travel over here very much. Uh yeah, a band um, that I really like that I got to see in San Francisco was Camera Obscura. Kind of, I haven't heard of them. They're kind of, kind of a similar vibe. Okay. Very ethereal. Yeah, so I like them. Okay, well, um, I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Well, I was, I was going to go back to advice for upstart sign painters. Okay, go for it. Um if you get advice from a veteran sign painter, take it, you know, respect them. And it, it always works. <laughs> Don't like ask for advice and then not take it. Unless they're really sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're really sarcastic. Because gotta... uh, years ago, uh, I came across a couple of guys that would intentionally give people wrong advice to oh, yeah. try and mess them up or discourage them. So you gotta, you gotta, decipher their intent yeah that's true i don't think there's many of those guys left anymore though yeah they're they're thinning out that's for sure so who are the who are some of the people that have uh influenced and affected your sign painting pursuits do you have any Uh, heroes that you've come across well when i when i met ken davis he he became a uh a good friend and a you know, definitely somebody that I look up to as far as taking the trade seriously and taking the, uh, the techniques seriously. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to a lot of just amazing veterans and uh, classic sign painters and, and gilders. So he, he introduced me to Larry White, and he was definitely one that I look up to. You know, he's, he's taken the trade beyond. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's for, for people that don't know, he's like a living gold leaf icon legend guy. Yeah. So him and then all of the, the whole crew of guys that they, they get together, like John Studden and. All, all that of, dead man all meat or whatever. What, what do they call that group? Conclaves. Yeah, the dead man group. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's not a group, but yeah. An ensemble. Just men. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Smith, Pat Mackle, and all these. Have all you these... crossed paths with Mike Meyer? I have. Yeah, he, yeah, he's one of those people that, like, um, I, I think especially when I jumped back into opening the studio and, and, and stuff, that's one of the people that just, like, I don't know, really motivated and inspired me to really go for it. He's kind of got that charisma you know that really gets you excited about it makes you feel like you can do it 
lots of enthusiasm and also lots of encouragement. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like Teddy Re- Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, anything else you want to cover? Uh, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, thank you for for asking me to do this, and also thank you for participating in all the little art show things that we've invited you to. And no, I thanks, appreciate thanks to anyone else who's done that. Yeah, it's fun. We try to put them together. I'm still trying to get icy cap show pieces back and different art pieces back to people. So if you hear this and you don't have your piece back, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot to orchestrate, I'm sure. Um, thanks for anyone who's supported me in any way. I mean, buying a sign or buying my little booklets I make. Those are awesome, by the way. You know, oh, thanks. Keep making that stuff. I collect, <laughs> uh, I've got a whole bookshelf back here that's just old antique sign books and anything sign painter related that I've collected for years. And I, I love yeah. that stuff. And, you know, that's. That's part of the reason I started making them is because I realized really soon, as soon as they started filming that sign painting documentary, all the sign books price went up. Oh, like yeah. Percent. And Whoa. so <laughs> I, I figured, you know, if I was starting out and I lived somewhere where there wasn't another sign painter that was still painting, I would want something. And if I couldn't afford, you know, an E.C. Matthews original book for 200 bucks, I, I would want a snippet of it that would help me get along or be inspired you know right yeah no absolutely it's um i i get it and i i've contributed to the problem because you know i i've been one of those people for years who's gone on ebay just scouring for you know stuff that i could add to my little collection or whatever and i know there's others doing it oh yeah it rises makes the price go up but um <laughs> You know, it's, uh, I have noticed too, like, um, the one EC Matthews book, um, because it was in public domain, got reproduced in the paperback that was like 15 bucks. So, I mean, you can still, yep. but it's not as cool as having the original stuff. <laughs> I've no. got, I've got an original Atkinson that's not in great shape. I should probably have it rebound, but, um, you know, it, it's really cool because, uh, some of the pages have doodles in it from, the 40s because the person dated it and it's these little you know uh sketching out ideas for signs on the back of some of the pictures and then the yeah. other ones are just you know they're on their coffee break and they're just like little cartoon pictures of guys walking around doing things and you know it's just really cool that you're you know able to have that part of the history of it that's the best so do you have any upcoming uh, zines or anything related to sign painting that you'll be publishing and putting out there? Uh, I'm working on a, a body of work for the uh, a little show called Spicy Caps. So it's the antithesis of Icy Caps. It's going to be all flames and hot stuff and Mexican food style lettering, you know. Okay. So I'm going to put together a little book with that. Very cool. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And then other, other than that, I'm... Uh, I'm still kind of debating what what I would put together for an next book. I've got a lot of, I've got a whole bunch of the Lonnie Tataton books, and he had sold me the, those before he passed away, and so I'm just kind of. Now that's the stuff that's like the how to paint books. banners and how to like that. I, I ordered several of those from you. Um, yeah, is that stuff you're talking about? Yep. Yeah, those are really cool too. 
Yeah, so from the 80s or the 90s? Yeah, those were published. All of them were published between the early 80s and uh, mid-90s. Okay. And he had just had a whole back stock of them and had been selling them by himself with no email or website or anything, mm-hmm. just by phone. And his car. <laughs> write him a letter and send me a check. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, if anybody has a suggestion of a book, let me know. I've definitely pulled together a lot of resources and I like to, you know, put stuff together, but I, I featured the, the basic hand lettering styles. We just did a book with Derek McDonald. I saw that. I haven't ordered that one yet, but I saw that one. Well, I'll have to send you one out. That one's really fun. It's just speed lettering for, you know, paper banners and stuff that you do on a show card. Yeah. And that's a guy I want to, uh, I need to track down for an interview too. Um, he's one of the guys that we invited down for our letterhead meet when they were filming the sign painter movie and unfortunately he wasn't you know he didn't get into the final footage of the movie which i felt bad for him because you know he's uh he's really dug in his heels from the beginning oh yeah Yeah, he's he was one of the people i met early on that okay really inspired me he came out salt lake had to do it. He was doing. He was going out to the the wall dog meet, and so he stopped in Salt Lake, and I spent the day with him, helped him paint a sign, and met him, him and Tina, and they're a really solid couple, really good people. Yeah, we we, we really enjoyed having them down. Um, I haven't stayed in very good touch with him since, but um, what what I liked was his tenacity of um, just doing everything by hand. And no yeah. matter how much of a struggle it was, he just kept going, which uh, it's paid off. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's that many people coming into it that have that level of commitment. And I think that's what's always been inspiring about him. Andy's a southpaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, you know, there's hope for all you left-handed sign painters out there. Well, John Lennox is a lefty too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I I would never have thought about it, but because of the drawing of the paint, they have to approach things differently than right-handed guys. Yeah, it's not too much different if you use a mall stick. I Are suppose. you a lefty too? No, I'm a right-handed. Oh yeah, it's fun. If you ever if you ever want a challenge, just try painting left-handed though, and it takes you right back to the basics. Okay. It's good. It's I, good I just took a screenshot. <laughs> my my uh um i i i was totally clueless for like multiple episodes i'm like how oh, what should, what should i post for people's pictures to announce a new episode and then <laughs> meredith was like oh wait let me take a screenshot i'm like oh boy i'm, I'm pretty <laughs> i'm pretty stupid because i hadn't thought of that <laughs> yeah. so there you go <laughs> well hope i hope i look okay well, you're not. You're not gonna. You're, oh, well, that's true. I guess that would be. I, I usually I don't publish the video aspect of it, but I guess if I post that picture, I don't have to. You could just say, "Hey, that no, that picture's terrible. Fine. I'll send you one." That's fine too. I'm not. I'm really not worried about it. You're not that vain. No. <laughs> uh, so what well, you got so going on this week? What are you gonna do paint wise? Um, anything in the hopper? Let's see, I got a ship out of sign I just painted that goes to Jackson Hole, and then I got to pick colors for a 40 foot mural I'm doing in Manhattan next week. 40 foot mural? 40 foot by 11 foot mural. In Manhattan, New York? In Manhattan, New York. 
Wow. <laughs> and then we might guild a full restaurant front window this week, me and Mitch. So busy week. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When do you fly out to New York? Uh, Sunday night. Are you working with them sky high guys? No, but I'm going to, I'm probably going to talk to them while I'm out there. Those guys are hardcore, man. Oh yeah. I watch these videos and photos of stuff they're doing and I'm like, insanity. I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. You know, it, the painting isn't what gets me. It's setting up those swing stages and then thinking they set those up in the snow. They set those up that's all year long. That's what I'm talking long. about. It's like and that's just totally crazy. Smiling. Yeah, I, I I was impressed with that. Um, did you see that bullet whiskey mural they just finished? Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. That looked like a real bottle. Oh yeah, you know, really and they, the fact they're painting it on you know, hundred year old brick with, with probably, <laughs> probably eighty painted. coats of paint already on. Yeah, that's true. It's probably pretty smooth, but still, it's a bumpy surface, and they're painting it huge. Yeah, just I, it's totally different, um, different realm than I can even wrap my mind around. Uh oh, yep. your kid's got a spoon. <laughs> he's looking like he's going to use it as a weapon. <laughs> It has been. <laughs> okay, well, um, I appreciate you coming on, and I think yeah. people enjoy hearing your story. You, you can label it the decaf episode, since I'm I'm a Mormon and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We've got fair our enough, own. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, if. Uh, if you have other stuff coming up, um, you know, shoot me an email or whatever, and I'll try to include it in future episodes. Like if you have shows that you're trying to pitch or whatever, cool. I'll Maybe try to help get the word out. We'll do. We'll do. Is that is that your wife's voice right here? Oh yeah, my my wife is suggesting that you ask the most embarrassing moment in sign painting for, for interviews. Hey, that's a good question. So let's my, start my, with you. You're the inaugural yeah. one. What's your most my, embarrassing my story? Was, uh, for whatever reason, I was holding a quart of metallic gold paint, and I was lettering <laughs> on this wall. Me and my wife were painting this this big 14 foot, 16 foot like. I'm a stand can, in partner. Okay, you're I'm you're the fill in when things get desperate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wife this, does this. This is before we had this. <laughs> okay. She came and did a whole wall job with me, but I, I'm sitting there and I I just had to letter a little bit in this metallic gold. <laughs> And I look up, and then all of a sudden I look down, and I had dumped about most of the quart of metallic gold all over the front of me. And it, it went all the way down my shirt, my pants, my shoes, and then it was going through the boom lift floor onto the parking lot below. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I was, I was you just... You looked like C-3PO. Yeah, I did. <laughs> or, or like those guys in, uh, in San Francisco that cover themselves in silver and stuff? <laughs> Yeah, you could be and my performer. skin. My skin turned metallic gold for a good like three a good days. Little while. Did it burn your skin? The chemicals in it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I don't think the metallic sign paints are as bad as the regular pigmented ones. So, how did you handle that? Like, did the client see you or anything? No, and thankfully the the parking lot was about a hundred years old and it was all just gravelly and we just kind of turned over some rocks and it was fine. <laughs> but I had to, Oh man, my clothes smelled for this probably still smell. I had to throw 
some of them away. Yeah. Or another time when he was teaching sign painting at a college, <laughs> and yeah. he I had to um, do a sign painting course, and we were just using tempera paints, and I was shaking up a quart of yellow. For this girl who asked for yellow. And it was rich art, you know, the rich art. Yeah, yeah. Canisters, and they, it's like the plastic one, and the plastic lid just popped off, and she was standing behind me, and she got exploded. And she was wearing all black, and she was just all yellow. Wow. <laughs> and you need to stay paint. away from yellow-toned paints, apparently. It's just, I'm bad luck with yellow. Wow. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I appreciate the uh, the additional question. That'll be a good one to ask. I think people do have embarrassing stories. Yeah, I uh, got. Um, I'll probably read one of them at the end of this episode. I've got these little. Uh, uh, Bob Dewhurst in San Francisco sent me this little care package, and he wrote down these like embarrassing stories of uh, things that happened to him. So I'll probably read one of those. Yeah, I probably told you about spilling paint all over a whole car below him or something. Yeah. It, <laughs> that was a good one I heard from him. Yeah, and <laughs> him, uh, the, the one that really cracked me up is he goes to meet this guy on site, and there's this huge neon sign they're working on, and he drops his ladder, and it basically destroys all the neon. Whoa. Yeah. So, so I'll read that one and, and <laughs> after we're done talking and put that in there because it's, it's pretty funny. Wow. Oh, man, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Colt, and thanks to your, your wife and son for participating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she just waved, so okay. All right. Well, um, that's it. Say goodbye. All right, Sean. Take care. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks to Colt and his family for participating and uh, – helping us with that episode and uh at, at the end of our conversation i mentioned um these letters that i got from bob dewhurst and um he didn't ask me to read these on the show but he didn't didn't ask me not to and it's my show so i'm just gonna do it um there it's pretty quick but it's really funny especially if you know bob you'll appreciate uh, uh the humor in it but um, he's got this thing that he sent me. They're called Tales of the Old Wall Dogs. Um, and so here, here, here's the brief exper experience. Uh, he says, I couldn't park, so I guess I was a bit late. Mike had already set up and was scraping meticulously around the neon tubes of a vintage can for an historic bar in San Francisco, Twin Peaks on Castron Market. Wanting to surprise him, I sprung open my 10-foot stepladder and locked it. Then I got a running start and ran up the sidewall, leapt up the ladder and slid up, scraping the sidewalk in a shower of sparks for an amazing on-the-job appearance. The thing was, I didn't gauge it right, so the job started at 7 a.m. with me crashing into the sign and splintering all the neon tubes. Now Mike turned white and I stood back 20 feet while he went into his routine, what the bleep are you doing? He was foaming at the mouth. He picked up a five-foot straight edge and began swinging it like a bat into the ladders and a brick wall. No, 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 he exclaimed. Needless to say, it wasn't one of my better days. So there you go. Thanks, Bob Dewhurst, for sending that. Uh, I've got a few others. I'll probably include them in future episodes. Uh, but here we are at the end of another episode. 
been getting great feedback. We now have subscribers in 57 countries. Um, it's a fun thing. We're enjoying it. And um, I appreciate all the support and the listeners. And uh, tell a friend about it. And um, we will talk to you next week. Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster Coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes, at our website, seanstarr.com. Mm-hmm.